Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to this bonus TLS long read produced by Noah, News Over Audio. If you'd like to listen to more audio articles from the TLS, you can do so on the TLS website or the News Over Audio app. Narrated by Noah. Listen to more of the world's best journalism on the Noah app or at newsoveraudio.com. You're listening to the TLS. This is Acid Rain the much-married daughter of Barbara Cartland, who became Lady Diana's stepmother, by Laura Thompson, from the issue of September 30th, 2022. Laura Thompson's most recent book, Heiresses, The Lives of the Million Dollar Babies, was published in paperback in May 2022. Entertaining, shrewd, and without pretension, this biography is in fact the story of three women, Rain Spencer, her stepdaughter Diana, Princess of Wales, and Rain's mother, the ineffable Barbara Cartland, who wrote 723 romance novels, but kept her best lines for real life. My favourite relates to her faith in the power of vitamins, which she urged on Conservative MPs during an election campaign, but also suggested for the wider electorate. The reason so many socialists are against everything and are so disagreeable is because they are not 100% well. There is more, much more of this, and Tina Gordwan deploys it cleverly, with scant comment. Here is a tale of privileged people. Its milieu is Mayfair, and at times its heroine, Rain, reminds one of nothing so much as Dame Anna Neagle, tit-hopping graciously through the film I Live in Grosvenor Square, released in 1945. If, however, one takes the view that privilege in itself makes people neither more nor less attention-worthy, then this is a fascinating human story. Rain is a woman who, stripped of her bibelot, might exist in any society. Her sunlit, gutsy, carpe diem spirit had nothing to do with class, she was anyway regarded as the most araviste of countesses, and much to do with character in which she abounded. Indeed, 
Perhaps the most interesting thing about this book is the implicit contrast between her life philosophy and that exemplified by her stepdaughter, whose father, Johnny, the eighth Earl Spencer, reign married in 1976. Diana, who 25 years after her death seems as potent an influence as ever, was the goddess of emotionalism, a woman whose gaze could melt a stiff upper lip at a hundred paces. Her almost cult-like appeal now casts its golden spell on the TikTok generation, which is unsurprising given that she anticipated and helped to create the prevailing 21st century culture with its emphasis on empathy, but also on the primacy of the self. Rain, who died six years ago at the age of 87, belonged to an older school, the one that turned a lipstick smile on adversity and kept its feelings under wraps. It is safe to say that she, in Diana's position, would have ignored her husband's preference for another woman, exerted herself to get along with the in-laws, and not allowed private misery to obscure the bigger picture. Her discretion about her stepdaughter was near absolute but her opinion is expressed in a single, succinct remark made after the fatal car crash when she was walking with a friend to Kensington Palace and said, Silly girl, all this could have been hers. Today, Diana is celebrated for having made a chaotic bid for agency rather than maintaining an unsatisfactory status quo. Without saying as much, Gordwan posits an alternative view. The Diana she portrays is an unhappy creature whose vulnerability was both performative and real and whose openness played wonderfully, but did the woman herself few favours. Rain, meanwhile, appears to have thoroughly enjoyed her life, which was not without travails, including the prolonged war conducted by the four Spencer children who called her Acid Rain, blamed her for refurbishing the ancestral home, Althorpe, in a vulgar manner, and chucked her out summarily when their father died in 1992, according to one witness, removing her belongings from Louis Vuitton suitcases and stuffing them into bin bags. All this is relayed even-handedly, but it is hard not to be on the side of the stepmother. From the time of Diana's courtship by the Prince of Wales, Rain, who had misgivings about the marriage, while at the same time loving the die money that poured into Althorpe, became a relentless target for the tabloids, a victim of a very English blend of snobbery and misogyny. She seemed as peculiarly theatrical as her mother, with her finishing school manner and tiara hair, a tribute to the draftsman's contract and the powers of Elnet. It was easy to dismiss her in the late 20th century, and in today's world it is easier still. So this book is a vindication both of Rain herself and of a type of person, of woman, who it became uncool to value. Gordwan shows the steel and intelligence that lay behind her subjects' impeccable facade. And she has high-end interviewees to prove her case, people who perceived Rain's faults. She made Princess Margaret look easy, says Sir Roy Strong but speak of her with real fondness and admiration. What a life she had. For a start, what a mother, although Barbara, too, comes across as a rather remarkable figure. A cross between Nancy Mitford's Lady Montdor and Enid Blyton. She shoved her way into high society, shrugged off a scandalous divorce, 
churned out her books and moulded her daughter, in her words, I decided I was going to produce her as a beauty, into a state of supreme marriageability. This, of course, is the way things were. Marriage was the be-all and end-all for these women. At the same time, it was nothing like enough for them. Rain McCorkadale, whom Barbara liked to claim was the daughter of the bisexual Duke of Kent, married her first husband, Gerald Legg, heir to the Earl of Dartmouth, in 1948. Five years later, aged 23, she broke out of Chester Street domesticity and became the youngest person ever to win a local council seat. Her friend, Julian Fellows, analyses her motives thus. You go into politics for two reasons. One is to do something, and the other is to be someone. I think for Rain, it was a mixture of both. She enjoyed being a celebrity, as inevitably happened, given her youth, charm, and prettiness. A lady who lunches in the school of Boucher. Yet her desire to help those less fortunate was sincere. In 1958, by which time she held the title of Lady Lewisham, she bid for a place on the London County Council by standing in her namesake borough. Lewisham was then a place of deep, dire deprivation. Rain, who campaigned in her jewellery and furs, quote, everyone knows I have them, won by seven votes for the Conservatives. There was a hint of Margaret Thatcher in her bustling, beaming, rolling-up-the-sleeves attitude to politics, her campaigns for cleanliness and food hygiene, and later environmentalism. She also reminds one irresistibly of E.F. Benson's magnificent Lucia. Of course, some regarded her as a Lady Bountiful, an accusation that never plagued her much grander stepdaughter, and as London began to swing and Harold Wilson took power, she became something of a figure of fun. Sportingly, she bashed on. Her most notable achievements came when, in 1968, she took the role of chair of the Greater London Council Historic Buildings Board. The prolonged saga whereby Covent Garden was protected from desecration would make a marvellous Calendar Girls-type film, with Rain, a huge-hatted fairy godmother, dexterously changing team to support the impassioned residents against the GLC, and eventually earning respect from all sides. She once said, in a quotation that reads like a defanged Barbara Cartland, even the most successful career could not compete with a husband's smile when he returned home, or a child's Mummy, I need you. In fact, Rain was a fairly hands-off mother to her four children, who seemed not to have suffered from it. She also said, Never forget that the real power of women lies in their power to influence men, and through them, the world around them. This too was disingenuous. Her strength, as she knew perfectly well, was far greater than that of her aristocratic husbands, the pleasant Gerald Legg, the bedazzled Johnny Spencer, whom Rain infused with her iron will after his devastating stroke, and the Comte de Chambrun, a philandering Frenchman from whom she separated amicably and almost immediately, moving on to a late-life career working at Harrods. And yet, as Tina Gordwan puts it, what made Rain successful was femininity rather than feminism. 
she deployed a power that a woman of her energetic nature, born into the unaccommodating man's world of 1929, found near essential. A sex appeal that was absolutely genuine. She loved sex, but was also a means to conceal her brain, and thereby use it more effectively. I hope I'm not letting down the sisterhood if I say that I found Rain Spencer resolutely unmodern as she was in every conceivable way, not just likeable, but hugely impressive. By the end, as this book relates rather poignantly, it seemed that her erstwhile enemy, Diana, thought much the same. You have been listening to the TLS. This was Acid Rain, the much-married daughter of Barbara Cartland, who became Lady Diana's stepmother, by Laura Thompson, from the issue of September 30th, 2022. It was read by Jane Wing for Noah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.